Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Amazon Book Club. This week, we're reading The Family Man by Amy Cross. We've been reading spooky books all month. I'm personally terrified because I just realized my family and my coworkers can hear this, and I have a lot to apologize for. Welcome back to the Amazon Book Club. My name's Austin Hanna. Hi, I'm Ganesh Sarma. Hello, I'm Shane Burklow. And this week we're reading a book called The Family Man by Amy Cross. Is this Halloween themed? Well, wouldn't you know it, Shane? It is. What a guess on your part, being one of the three hosts of the show. This is a Halloween themed episode. This is a scary book. You wouldn't know it by the name The Family Man. Well, maybe. Or would you? Family's the scariest Ooh. scare of all. Wow. A look into Shane's psyche. <laughs> uh, yikes. All right. So, Ganesh, how about you uh, prattle off the synopsis of the family man for us, please? He seems perfect in every way. Well, Happily. he's the family man. Of course. Nothing better than a family man. What about a, a company man? No, 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 no. No, no, no. Happily married? No. Happily married with a loving wife and teen daughter. Hey, that's a family. That's right. That is a unit. That's a nuclear family right there. Not quite. That's a good old American family. Not quite. Are they American? Gotta get more kids to be American. And if they aren't, I don't think I want to read it. He seems to have everything. But this particular family man has a dark (laughs) secret that he's managed to hide from his family. Another family. From all his families. The op- oh, oh, hell yeah. 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 Man, now that's my kind of family, man. I love family so much I had five families. I collect families. I'm the family collector. When a dying girl crawls to the door of a remote farmhouse, the police are led to a horrific warehouse where scores of other go- other girls. Goyles. Goyles. Are chained in horrifying conditions. No, no joking matter here, actually. Sorry That's about that. Terrifying. Sorry to the girls. Somebody has been farming human beings. Oh. Using them to create new identities that can be sold on the black market. Oh, this is bad. And now the perfect family man is about to learn that he can never truly escape his past. Originally published as The House of Broken Backs. The Family Man is a dark tale of one man's determination to hide his true nature. That's a way better name. Yeah. No, it's worse. The House of Broken Backs? Yeah, it's awful. I would read that over The Family Man. No? No. Okay. The Family Man, much like I guessed at the beginning of the episode, it's just a horrifying man with many families in a warehouse filled with people. You guessed this? Yeah. Vocally. You said this? I don't remember that. Yeah, I did. Play the tape. Play it back. That was off mic, I think. Well, I got it. I nailed it. And the title does it all. Oh, boy. So this guy sounds like a human trafficker, maybe, and uh, perhaps something that's not funny or worth joking about. But we're going to give it a shot. Folks, here we go. We're jumping into the first page of The Family Man. Happy Halloween. Oh, Lord. All right, here we go. We're going to read the first page. Out of five total pages of the whole book of The Family Man. Ganesh, please. So this book is kind of set up strangely. Oh, great. So this is a prologue. Oh, so we're going to read, what, all the pages? Lovely. (laughs) A little pre-book explanation from Ganesh. This is the prologue. And then once it jumps into the book, it's going to change perspective from third person to first person. Why are you warning us? Yeah. I can handle this. I can handle a change. Look, I... No, you guys are simpletons. I just want to make sure that we're all in this together. Don't talk to the audience like I'm that. I'm here. I'm in it. I'm talking to you guys. I'm not talking to the audience. Don't, Our don't, audience don't, are don't, a smart don't, bunch. Don't, don't, don't. We did a choose your own adventure book, mind you. Mind you. And we solved it. Mind you. <laughs> Sir. Can you win a choose your own adventure book? Yeah, we won. Yeah. Remember? We didn't lose. Well, yeah. we, did, uh, we actually did lose a couple. We won. Oof. Prologue. <laughs> Roll the tape. <laughs> 
was that episode like 20 it was 20. a big one we were uh, like oh 20 this is probably the most we'll ever do and now look now at here us here we are episode four four seven three point six yeah it's been many many years that we've been doing this and it's been a long slog with you we should put this in a time capsule mm. and then and what then, burn it and then open it later oh. in 50 days and see like what the <laughs> what the world is like that's actually a new business i've come up with it's short-term time capsules i'll keep your time capsule for six hours minimum 30 days max that's cool. So if I want you to just like hold like a subway sandwich for me for six hours, no, you no, no perishables. It's not storage. No perishables. It's not storage. It's on the wall. It tells a story. Read the sign, you fucking of jackass. Your life. No perishables. What about canned food? Yeah, that's fine. So my tuna's good. Your tuna. I've got tons of your tuna, buddy. What was that? She suddenly. She asked suddenly. <laughs> I could have let you guys go on forever, but we got shit to do. Very Great. important business to attend yeah. to. The family man. By who? What's this? You don't even know. See, okay, about my tuna. Yeah, more about what are we talking? Bumblebee? It's Amy Cross. Oh. Family man by Amy Cra- love, Cross. Love Amy Cross. All right, first page. Here we go. Real, this is, we're doing it. What was that? She asked suddenly, looking over at the window. Joe, did you hear something? Keeping his eyes fixed on the TV screen, Joe tries to ignore his wife's question. You read TV screen like you've never heard of a TV at all. No. The TV screen. Ganesh is a culture. He reads books only. Oh, yeah. What is this now? The TV? The TV screen? Pray tell, what is a TV screen? It's getting late, and he's used to the woman's constant paranoia ever since they moved to the new house at the end of a dirt road in the middle of nowhere. Lovely. He's had to endure her constant request to go check it out every time Kath hears even the slightest sound. It's nothing. It was always nothing. He's got more important things to do, like watch the news or pick his nose. On the TV. On the TV? Or just stare at the screen? Ah, what a weird life. Yeah, good for him. That's the dream, right? Sitting in the middle of fucking nowhere just watching TV forever. Picking that nose. Ah, Man, picking your nose is great. I don't care what the haters say. I love it. I like to blow. I like to do both. There's room for both in my life. It's a big, hearty. Now, what about you, Ganesh? I'm a picker. I'm not a blower. All right. We got all three. We got it's a shades of gray here. Unless it's been a long night. Oh, Joe. She says after a moment. Not interested in follow up questions. Please I, go on. I heard something. I think there's someone out there. I mean, it is it. I mean, it this time. I mean it this time. <laughs> oh, dear. Is this first person or third person? I the, the, per- the perspective time. just changed halfway through sentence. <laughs> I heard something. I think there's someone out there. I mean it this time. Yeah, we get it. She means it. There's something out there. Joe, go check it out. Joe Family. Quit That's watching. His name, I bet. Joe Family. Turn off the TV. Mm, there's no one out there. That's Joe. He says glumly, uh. taking a sip of stale beer, but still not looking away from the TV. I heard someone. Kath continues, her voice filled with concern. This isn't like last night, Joe. I definitely heard someone. Go check it out. Mm. You always hear someone, he replies. There's never anyone out there. This time I heard someone, she says, glaring at him with barely concealed annoyance. Joe Wash, are you going to go check it? Joe Wash? Joe Wash. That's like the name of a car wash. It's like a football player. Joe Wash. Joe Wash. Come on down to Joe's Wash. Joe washes Joe Wash. Yeah. He washes your Joes. Oh, don't do that. Your sloppy Joes. Are you going to go and check or do I have to do it myself? An inherently sloppy thing to wash. Well, you kind of want to toast down the Joe. It's tough work, Joe. If you slop it. (laughs) Clean the buns. Door's right over there. Joe mutters. Although he's he immediately realizes that he probably should have been less sarcastic. Grunts normally do the job and the last thing he wants is a conversation. Whoa. Perfect husband. My God. A real gentleman. Kath says, wheezing. (laughs) As she she lifts herself from the armchair and starts limping across the room. Why is she limping? Sadness. One of Shane's pet peeves. A person with a limp. Shane's always been vocally anti-limpers. I'm just putting it out there. I just am concerned for them. I want you to get, I want you to know full well what Shane's bringing to the table here. And it's full on hatred of people with a limp. If you guys are limping out there, 
I feel for you. And I'm scared when you come near me. Just take a seat. Nobody wants to see that. I just don't want to harm you by accident. Nope. There was a time when men were only willing, were only too willing to grab the shotgun and go check the view from the porch. Not today, though. Not in this house, anyway. The only time you're ever going to notice anything is if it happens on that goddamn TV. The what? I thought I married a <laughs> real man. Moved you out to a farm, didn't I? And for what? It's not like you used the land. Huh? Joe replies, barely even listening. <laughs> I don't like Joe. Joe sucks. I hope he dies when he goes outside. I gotta say, and for what is a great line. <laughs> and for what? And for what? I say that to Ganesh all the time. He's often bothering me. And for what? Sometimes I just need something. I need attention sometimes. Yeah, well. He's a needy baby. I give it to you. What if it's a murderer? Cat says as she gets to the door. Or a coyote. Ooh. Yeah. Could be. Was it mm. written like that or your decision? Could He's making, be. That's a Midwestern pronunciation. A coyote. Is that a coyote? Joe says quietly. Sighing, Kath peers out the small glass panel at the top of the door. They'll see you. Get your head down. Why'd you have to get frosted glass anyway? <laughs> Yeah, horrible feature. This house is ugly. We got a nice uh, farmhouse in the middle of nowhere. Make sure you frost that glass. I've never seen a farmhouse with frosted glass. Me neither. Gotta get the property brothers in there. Yeah, they're gonna say, honey, scrape this shit off. (laughs) No. (laughs) Property brothers are not about frosted glass. They do like frosted tips, however, and flakes. Can't see a damn thing. We need a peephole, Joe. Why can't you get us a peephole? Go down to the store sometime and buy a goddamn peephole. (laughs) That's, you, that's you, a good line. How do you buy a hole? It's the absence of something. Well, you buy a drill. And then you're going to... You need a bit. Is, I'm not and and then you're going to get a bit. And then you're going to bore the hole. This is all technical yeah. stuff. And then you're going to insert the peephole. It's more of a philosophical question I did not want answers to. Well, it's a lens, really. It's no. A, it's more than a hole. Much more than a hole. Certainly not a hole. There's more to it. Well, then the name's misleading. Mm, I'll do it Saturday. Well, it's not. It's for peeping. He mutters. <laughs> Sighing again, Kath limps over to the window, pulls the curtain back, and takes a look outside. I can't see anything, she says eventually. Just the porch light on the porch and then darkness. That's because there's nothing to see. That's our property. That's right. Love my land. (laughs) Don't use the land, but I love the land. It's arid, dry land, and I love it. Joe replies, watching as the weather report starts. I salted my own land, so I didn't have to do any work. Nothing to see and no one around for miles. His lips continue to move as the hot young weather girl comes on screen. Ooh. But, but this time he keeps his thoughts to himself. Uh hey. what do you think he's thinking? Um uh, like, probably like what's the weather gonna be on Thursday? Yeah. What's the weather gonna be on Saturday? Or like I'd like to take her out to dinner, give her a kiss, have her meet my mom. Yeah. Maybe you play think some part cheesy. You yeah. think he's going all the way to mommy's? Sorry, even. Yeah. <laughs> Don't say that ever again. <laughs> there could be a gang of mass murderers out there for all you know. Kath says, turning the latch to unlock the door. Let I me just open this up and see. There's people. <laughs> it's not here. We don't have one. There's no people. I have a rock solid door that I can't see through. I must open it. Big idea, guys. Mm. Peep door. Peep windows. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a people, but like a window size. Oh. Oh. But they can't see you. So it's a mirror. It's like a one-way yeah. mirror. Hey, can they do that? What? <laughs> <laughs> Who? Who? And, you know, they. The big, you know, big people. The, the big, big, <laughs> big builders? Yeah, yeah, you know. You know. You mean big boss Bezos? No. I don't think Bezos can do shit about my peephole problem. Do they sell peepholes on Amazon? We'll find that out later. Are you saying peepholes? Peephole. <laughs> Not peephole. That's what the family man does. I'm talking peepholes. Holes. Now, can you make the whole door out of the hole? Many. You could probably have a door many with holes. Like a bunch of different peepholes. Now that would be a sight to see, wouldn't it? Uh, Just. I would like a door for my peephole, like a small, mini-sized door. I like have a that re- replica version oh. of my actual door. Oh, you want it? Your Just door. over my peephole. My peephole at home in my apartment has a little window I can flick up and down. You don't have that? I don't have the window. No, I'm not even sure if I have a peephole. Well, then you got gypped, buddy. No, I do because I look at it a lot. Oh, what's going on out there? If I hear neighbors coming down, I'm like, where are they up to? Yeah. When I leave in the morning, I look at my people for five minutes to make sure nobody's leaving or coming. I I don't want to talk to anybody on my way out. They can probably see the shadows of my feet from under the door. And they're like, why is a man always standing there? Sure. You're also coughing really loud. (laughs) Yeah. Look at them go. What are they doing? Yeah. You're also burning sage. It's very, you're attacking the senses almost. I like to burn. 
He's a burner. Kath says, turning the latch to unlock the door. I don't know why I let you persuade me to move out here. It's not like this land's any good for anything. I get it. The land's bad. Joe's a dick. There's somebody at the door. Hell, if it was, your family would have made a go of it by now instead of letting you rent it for a couple peanuts a month. She pulls the door open. I'm not cut out for... She starts to say before stopping suddenly and letting out a scream. Wait, it's a rental? (laughs) (laughs) That's my big takeaway. You didn't even buy this? Moved you out to a farm, didn't I? Rented you a nice rancher, didn't I? And for what? (laughs) It's funny because did they say it's from his family? He's paying peanuts. He's paying his family to to rent out this shitty land. Sad sack. All right. She runs out the door and screams. Yeah. What happened? What the hell's wrong with you now? Joe shouts, hauling himself to his feet so fast that he's momentarily a little lightheaded. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, dear. Kath shouts, taking a step back as a bloodied, painfully thin young woman. Oh, no. Slumps through the doorway and lands on the welcome mat. I'm home. Hello? This is just no good. No good for anyone. (laughs) No No good. No, 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 no. Where the fuck did she come from? Whoa, Joe. Joe, 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 Language. Not the time or place. There's a young woman here. In our home. Be polite. We have guests. (laughs) Joe has as he stumbles around the sofa and makes his way over to the door, pushing Kath out of the way before crouching down next to the woman. Hiding his weather girl induced boner. And immediately checking her pulse. Yep, she's alive. All right. Yeah, she crawled here, dipshit. Who the hell is she? (laughs) Who's he asking? Imagine having a, uh, a, a, a bloody child crawl into your door and the first thing he yells, who the hell is she? Like you're jealous. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a Kilkenny? I don't take Kilkenny's in here. In my home. Those are in my mind the neighbors. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> they have a sort of a old style feud. Was yeah. that the, the two families? Uh, the Ron Pauls and his neighbors. That's right. Ron Paul and his dentist neighbor. Uh, the greatest political rivalry of our time. The Burr Hamilton of the 20 teens. <laughs> Man, all right. Well, I'm intrigued. Sounds like a spooky thing to have crawl up to your door. Scary. You don't want to see that. You don't like to see that. No. What a real slice of life before that, though. Not a happy couple. I, see, I don't see a, a lot of uh, joy in their future. No. When it's coming down to peepholes, that's a problem. When you're yelling about peepholes, it's like, what are we doing here? I mean. Let's call it off. They're renting a place with frosted glass. <laughs> the writing's on the wall. That's how you know it's bad. Yeah. Bad stuff. All right, let's jump ahead now to the 25% mark of The Family Man. So before we get into the 25% mark in the break, I, I seem to have a distant memory of Ganesh saying that that was the prologue. And then the perspective was going to change. And it seems that that didn't happen. Right, that was the prologue. So but you're, what, yeah. I, what we're trying to get to here is that the perspective has changed in between the first page and 25%. Correct. So you may be a little thrown off, but hey. And not only that. That's how the podcast works. Each chapter switches first person perspectives. Why are we doing this? So this <laughs> this chapter <laughs> is uh, John. This John, this podcast is already confusing as it is. Yeah. Yeah. I can hardly listen. You know what? People still listen. So Um, props to them because I, when I listen to this stuff, I have no idea what's going on. This isn't meant for you. You live it. You don't need to listen to it again. And we talk over you. And so as an audience, how do you do it? Yeah. And sometimes we'll like, you'll say like a line and then we'll talk for like 15 minutes and then you'll chime back in and be like, John said, (laughs) yeah, you always finish. You finish like you, you just, I, and I'm like, well, who knows what he said? Nothing we said. It's just real confusing. We're sorry, guys. You don't give our listeners enough credit. That's true. I don't. Oh, you think we got dummies listening to this out there? I mean. Well, we're kind of because we're dumb. Yeah. Mm. So we're, by proxy. We're not smart. I'm not saying you're dumb if you if you, if you you enjoy this. I'm just saying. I'm just saying I'm really dumb. Yeah. And I'm saying it's dumb that you listen to it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mutter as Leonard unlocks the padlock and pulls the wooden door open. Well, perfect. I get exactly where we are. We're at the human warehouse. Do you think they have a peephole? <laughs> I would definitely have a couple of peepholes if I was running a human trafficking slash <laughs> like surgery warehouse. Yeah. You you got it. You got to You got to have you a people. You got it in this no, climate. You got a CCTV, dude. You got to have like a uh, what are those called? Ring, the little doorbells with the cameras. Oh, Get on your phone. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. Nest. That is actually speaking of our first sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> this is an ad. This is an ad. <laughs> if you have a warehouse full of disemboweled young women and you want to see who's coming up the walk, 
You put a ring out there. They ring the doorbell. You get on the mic. You say, I'm busy. I'm in the shower. They say, okay, I'll come back later. You say, don't come back because I got stuff going on in here. Meanwhile, I get revving a chainsaw, people screaming. And if you really want to advertise your warehouse, the best way to do that is on Squarespace. That's right. You get on, on Squarespace. Squarespace, you can really build a great site for your warehouse. That's right. They let you do Squarespace on the dark web. <laughs> <laughs> if I had a, if I had like, say I wanted to sell like a 10,000 kilos of cocaine on the internet. That's it. That's, you know, I'm starting small, right? I'm a, I know my limits. Now, let's say I wanted to do that, but I didn't know, you know, HTML or CSS. Can I just hop on Squarespace, make myself a dark web kind of marketplace? Is there a... Why, certainly, sir. That's what Squarespace is for. My mother is Leonard unlocks the padlock and pulls the wooden door open, immediately releasing a cloud of the most foul-smelling stench I've ever encountered in my life. P.U. A lot of held up farts. Do not go in there. <laughs> Whoever smelt it, dealt it. That's what he says. Yeah. For a moment, I turn my back to the door and cover my face with the sleeve of my jacket. Oh, what the hell's going on in there? I splutter. Oh, it smells like a farmyard. Piss. He says. <laughs> Sounding bored. Piss. Oh, it's just piss. That's just piss. Shit. Oh. Vomit. Okay. Sweat. That's all the that's the whole thing. God knows what else. I try not to think about it too much. Oh. I need them to stay alive. I oh. reply, oh, trying no. not to retch. Oh no. Mm. I'll give them them to antibiotics. Ooh. He continues. Just like you want it. I got this friend who runs a pig farm, so I buy some of the drugs he uses. This is fucked up. Dude. This is really fucked up, and your voice is killing me right now. Still, I pause as I try to get used to the smell. Boy, that's so powerful. It's a thousand times worse than I ever imagined. I warned you. He replies matter-of-factly. It's a waste of water to go dousing them down every day, so I just let them wallow in their own filth. It was good enough for the pigs on my friend's farm, so I reckon it's good enough for these fucking idiots. Yikes. <laughs> Jesus. Boy, oh boy, this is rough stuff. How's this guy... Are they both bad guys? This is appropriate. No. No, not at all. And yes, they're both bad guys. Okay. Okay, I said. Well, well, when you need to take one to get his photo taken, I can easily give him a quick swill and haircut. I become quite good at cutting hair, you know. Hell, maybe I should switch careers sometime. <laughs> oh, no. You're terrifying. Yeah, this, this is, is so awful. spooky. I hate you. Well, this is Halloween. I hate you. It's the season. I hate you. <sighs> Finally got to him. <clears throat> you broke through. I broke him. Here it is. The dramatic swig of water. Oh, no. Something. Can you see something bad up ahead? After taking a moment to calm myself, I switch on the flashlight and turn back to look through the door. It's dark in the shed, but I can hear a kind of general moan, as if some of the assets are already reacting to my arrival. Aren't they supposed to be asleep? I ask. Yeah, well, it's hard to get them in a real routine. Leonard replies. Oh, Leonard. Leonard sucks. Yeah. It's gross. Disgusting man. Well, they don't really do nothing during, during the day, so they're mostly not tired at night. They kind of just stay like this most of the time, not asleep, not awake, just twitching. Goddamn animals. Oh, no. I mutter, this is, stepping oof. through the door and shining the flashlight straight ahead. What have you done to us, Ganesh? What You've taken you, us to a very dark place. What have you this isn't on to? me. This is on Amy cross you picked this i book. didn't write this book i even said let's read another book you said no we're gonna read this book specifically and here we are paying the price listening to ganesh yet again this man's been to jail <laughs> you believe him you trust him you follow his lead what are we doing oh. this is a mutiny i'm gonna kill you <laughs> <laughs> jesus christ dude <laughs> you're not fit to serve sure enough everything Everything looks exactly the same as it looked the last time I was here. Yep, bunch of bodies. <laughs> rows and rows of twisted, writhing men are chained to concrete blocks. Wait, they're men? Is that what it said? Yeah. Oh, that makes me feel way better. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, fuck <laughs> these guys. Good. Fuck these guys. Let's fuck these guys. With their curved, broken backs sticking up in the air. Ouch. And a house of broken backs. Oh, now it all makes sense. Now, where's that the, was a better name. Where's the family? For sure. I haven't seen the family yet. 
I like the word family. But yet you're scared of it. <laughs> the many multitudes of Shane Burklow. I'm like an onion. Yeah, you smell pungent and you taste good in a salad. What? And a stew. Oh. <laughs> you finally said what? After all the bullshit we've said for hours. There's a hundred, like, what, how many hours of us talking on the internet of just saying the dumbest shit? And that's the And I go, I go along. You go along with most of it, but that was the breaking point. Although they're all wearing ragged clothes, it's quite clear just from looking at these people that, they've de- that they're developmentally subhuman. What's happening? Uh, okay, okay. Don't, don't care for this. It's hard to believe that they could ever survive if we let them out of this place. And are they mutants? Because in that case, I'm on board. What we're doing for them here is, in a way, far more humane than any treatment they'd receive in the real world. I don't think so. It yeah, sounds pretty bad. Struggling even in, in, in the best case scenario, I don't see what's humane about this. The only thing that's humane is that they're getting uh, like haircuts or something. No. Hey. They Which, probably, probably get a haircut more often than I do. I could, I could stand to spend a few weeks in this warehouse. <laughs> Whip me into shape. Learn, learn a little discipline. <laughs> There are no changes, really. <laughs> Leonard explains as he steps through the door and joins me in the raised platform at the head of the room. Same old story, really. They're just waiting for when you need one of them. Good, I reply, shining the flashlight across the hunched, huddled figures. Don't look too close at these things. We got we got the idea. Is that where we're stopping? We got Boy, the idea. You got the picture. Yeah. It short. It's I a gross tell. scene. Yeah. Leonard is very scary. I feel upset about Probably it. Probably the scariest character we've had on the show. Yeah. And it makes me feel scared that Ganesh could summon that from deep within his himself. He I sees a little of uh practicing. Leonard. He leaves a little sees a little of Leonard in himself, I think. Nope. Sees a little of himself in Leonard. Just getting really good at this uh yeah, right? this reading thing. Yeah, it's the uh, role you were born to play, perhaps. Leonard. Leonard. Trusty old Leonard. Trusty old Leonard. I'm more of a Lenny from Of Mice and Men. So we're going to jump ahead. Yeah, let's, let's call it. Let's jump ahead now to uh, what's this now? The 50% mark. Is that right? Great. Let's jump ahead. And read more of the family man. Alrighty, 50% of the way through of uh, The Family Man. Hope we are out of the warehouse of writhing uh, mutants. Fingers crossed. So what's wrong with you? Nope. This only works if you read. (laughs) We've changed the format of the show. And each is reading silently while we... Stare into the distance. Now we're truly guessing what's going on. We're meditating now. So what's wrong with you? Same fucking voice. What was the big deal? (laughs) So, so. He's malfunctioning finally. So we're the ones that can't handle first person and third person. The perspective change has, has, he's just in a loop. He's like a robot. It's uh, (laughs) it's off his AI. (laughs) So what's wrong with you? Do you want me to read it? So what's wrong with you? The same with the third time. (laughs) What's wrong with you? And for what? And for what? Carver asks. Uh, this is from Catherine Shaw's perspective, by the way. This chapter? This whole chapter. All right. Carver asks, as we sit in a small pizza place near the hospital. You were off sick for months. And if you don't mind me saying so. You look like shit. You seem a little tired. Oh. Haven't you been through my files? I reply, taking a sip of cola. Mm. Mm. Nothing better when you're sick. Love my Mr. Pib in the morning. Wait, what does that tell us? Context clue wise, cola instead of soda. No, I don't think that's Midwest. Not, that's not one of them. They say pop. Pop it's is soda like, or pop or Coke. Nobody says cola. That's some not do. A, somebody says cola. Who? I say cola. Where are you from? Hell. Yeah. Shit. The information in your files is very vague. He continues with a faint smile. So vague, in fact, that I'm starting to think that you went through and removed everything that might point to the truth. You're paranoid, I tell him. And you're seriously ill, he replies. Aren't you? I don't. Pausing, I realize that somehow this asshole has managed to outmaneuver me. I guess I underestimated him. It's weird when you do first person books because their inner monologue is your voice, but their speaking voice is their voice. 
Yeah. That's reading. Just saying that if I was a listener, I would press stop right now and move on to another episode. Luckily, our our listeners are very smart. Mm, yes. As we said earlier. Mm, they're uh, great. All of us said that earlier. They're, yep. Just a whole heaping pile of uh, geniuses. What do you think they do for like um, audiobooks first person? They probably do that, you know. Yeah. Some well, strange person you have to narr- it. narrate it. Oh, I yeah. guess you're right. All right. Listen, I don't listen to audiobooks or read real books or listen to podcasts. You or- watch the TV, the TV, it's on TV, the TV, mama, mama, I'm on the TV. Is this from Willy Wonka? Mama. And although, (laughs) and although I still think he's a total pain, it's clear that he's a pretty good judge of character. I had a medical problem. I say slowly, choosing my words carefully. And now it's at a point where I can return to work. You're uh, cured? I thought she was going to say, my finger stuck like this, and it'd be the middle finger. Oh. <laughs> and that would be a way cooler answer. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> I'm going to start saying that to people. I have a medical problem. <laughs> my finger's stuck this way. Can you help? Can you help? Just You're look cured. at it. Look at it. Take two of these. You pull out the other one. Boom. <laughs> Call me in the morning. I guess it's spreading. <laughs> This is how you do burns. That's right. To strangers. That's our next podcast on the original Kings of Content. It's called This Is How You Do Burns by Shane Burkle. It's just Shane. Tune in. Tune in. Week weekly. Uh weekly, but once a month. It's, One of the weeks of the well, month. Well, yeah, it's well more of like a year yeah. thing. You find it, it'll come out in a week of this year. You're cured like a ham. I say with a smile. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. See? Oh. That's the kind of content you get on. What's it called? Uh, that's how you do burns. That's how you do burns. By Shane Burklow. By me. That title of the podcast actually changes every week. <laughs> well, once a week. A sometimes year. it's like this is how we uh, burn. This is how we make burns. And then sometimes it's like this is also burns. Uh, so you got to update your RSS feed every week. It's tough, but it's worth it. I don't like to talk shop. <laughs> so you're completely healthy. Sure. I reply, even though I'm aware that he still seems suspicious. You don't look healthy. Sighing, I sit back as the pizza is placed on the table between us. How are you not going to eat that? Mm-mm-mm. This harkens back to a, an old episode, Dinosaur Encounters, where another serious conversation takes place where they're eating a large pizza and drinking soda. I love a lot that of root scene. beer. A lot of root beer. It's Guzzling an, root beer. An all-time classic scene. Uh, maybe if you find yourself later today with nothing to do, go back, revisit Dinosaur Encounters. Episode six. Wow. I remember that one. That one's probably one of my favorites. Wow. You're sad. Sad stuff that you listen to our (laughs) podcast in your spare time. Yeah. Turn on the TV. Turn on the TV. (laughs) What's that? My mother died when I was young. Yeah. Get back into it. Carver continues. Bummer. I'm eating pizza. Don't tell me about your dead mom. Once the waitress is headed back to the counter. Yeah. Tell me about where these tomatoes came from. Hey. Shoot. Hey, don't. Oh, push. Hey, don't. Every fucking time. <laughs> Talk about pizza. You got to do it. Does he ever eat pizza in the show? Yeah. He eats a big Little Caesars pizza every week. You didn't watch The Sopranos? Maybe you should. Prestige TV, dumbass. <laughs> Detroit's finest. That's, you know, well, that show famously takes place in the suburbs of Detroit. <laughs> it takes place in Dearborn, Michigan. That's why he's always running with that Muslim gang. It's big stuff. She had breast cancer. If you want me to stop sooner, just start reading. She had breast cancer and it spread. You always wait for me to stop like I'm in control. Talk over me. Pretty much throughout her Like I'm doing body. to you right now. This is a really heartfelt scene. And you're it, ruining it. Give it another go. She had breast cancer. I was making it better. And it spread pretty much throughout her entire body. It was almost like an infestation. This is sad. She fought it for a year. I'd rather talk about pizza. But then later. This isn't good. When she started to slide. She got this look in her eyes. Jesus Christ. Can you stop? Or around her eyes. Stop it. It was very distinctive. Stop. I've rarely seen it since. Shane's crying. I'm weeping. I'm not crying. People with cancer, they just seem to have this air about them. Sometimes, I think that I've got this kind of radar where the disease is concerned. 
bad superpower. He stares at me as if he's on the verge of telling me that I have the same look in my eyes. Anyway, you got cancer, kid. That's like a superpower from the Shyamalan universe. Mm, this is a Shyamalanian book. He doesn't write books. He writes from movies. He writes from the heart. I don't mean to pry into your personal affairs. He says eventually. But if there's something that might affect your performance, I think it would be good if I knew. Anything you tell me will only be between the two of us. Picking up a slice of pizza, I take a bite while I try to work out what to say. Yummy. (laughs) I never expected this guy to be so direct, but it's as if he thinks he's really got my number. Now he just wants to confirm his suspicions. No one has ever managed to get past my defenses so easily. Then I can't deny that I'm feeling a little wrong-footed. Are you dying? (laughs) Jesus. He says suddenly, Jesus Christ. Good bedside manner. I mutter, putting the slice of pizza down. I'm dying of hunger. Come on. Come on! Dying to eat this slice, my friend. I believe in being honest and direct, he continues. I thought that you, of all people, would appreciate such an approach. I'll ask you again, Detective Shaw. Oh, Detective. Are you dying? Where have I been? I opened my mouth to tell him to fuck right off. (gasps) But then I died. (laughs) But something holds me back. I try to come up with another response, but finally I realize that I've left it too long. The answer must be written all across my goddamn face. He sighs. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) Really undercuts the mood. So what? (laughs) Inappropriate sigh. I reply. (laughs) What if somebody sighed at you like that? (laughs) Are you okay, sir? Yes, I'm tired. (laughs) I had a long day. Everyone's dying. Some people are just doing it faster than others. Mm-mm, little wisdom from Detective Shaw. How long you got? I take a deep breath. Yours? Looking down at the pizza, I try to work out how I managed to get cornered like this. As much as I hate to admit it, Jordan Carver seems to be very good at finding the right buttons to push somehow without setting off any of my alarms. He's managed to get me to pretty much admit something that I've barely even admitted to myself. This man yelling at you asking, are you dying? should definitely set off alarms. That's an obvious alarm bell. No? Do you trust that man? Well, it sounds like they're partners. Strange or men yell at me all the time. Maybe he's the chief of police. Is that right? I don't know. Strange men yell at you all the time? Oh, yeah. Who? What do they say? In the streets. What are you doing in there? At home. What are you doing in there? In the bathroom. Oh, Strange men come in here, into your home, and yell at you. Sometimes. It's not good. No, you gotta lock those doors, bud. If you had a people, you could be like... I know you're one of those guys. Yeah. This is not a usual man. It's a strange man. And you're not welcome in my home. This is an ad for peoples. Come on, everybody. Peoples, peoples. Everybody's favorite peoples by peoples. They're made by people around the block. People around the world love looking through peoples. Get peoples, peoples to see people out of your people. How long? Yes, again. Two years. I say eventually. Maybe. It's kind of the best case scenario if I take all my medicine like a good little girl. Ugh. You stopping me? You're going to stop right there, huh? Well, that was a powerful <clears throat> scene. Yeah, well, I yelled through it. Not as good as uh, the Dinosaur Encounters pizza scene. Yeah, that was better. I like it when it's dinosaurs and not cancer ravaging the population. Just putting that out there. Were they aliens? No. The plot of Dinosaur Encounters were that aliens came, reactivated the dinosaur bones in the ground, which then came back as dinosaurs. That's right. Classic tale. Yeah. Mirock. Oh, oh, oh that's a name. Yeah. We're going to pause here. We're going to listen to Dinosaur Encounters. We're going to laugh really hard and then come back and solemnly finish this episode. What are we jumping into? 75%? Last page? Where are we? 75? This This is 50%. We're going to 75. We're going to 75 right now. We'll be back in about 90 minutes. Bear with us. Time to cheer up. We're at 75%. It's going to get fun again. Yeah, party time. 
Play like party noises right here, like a noise maker. Maybe like a chorus of like happy kids, yeah. like clapping. Imagine confetti coming down. Can you find that clip? Yeah, and then I got it. I got the perfect. Like right now, perfect like, mood music. Right now, while we're talking, should we like people cheering and yeah. saying "good job"? Yeah. I got something better. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Phil Collins. Well, we'll it's oh, probably yeah. playing right better now. Better than Phil Collins. Oh, Genesis. Better than Genesis. Doesn't Phil much, Collins. <laughs> it's, uh, we're in a vicious loop, my friend, because they are both better than the next. John, you can stop the cheering like right now. Thank you. Thank you all. John, that's the perspective. We're going from John's perspective now. Let's make that clear. Is that right? That's right. That's right. correct. I want to get Austin. my bearings, my sea legs. Hey, I say jogging across the road as the man gets into his car. Hey, I'm sorry. Do you have a moment? The man stops and stares at me, and I can see that he's already spotted the wound on my face. Ouch. Oh, yeah, that thing? Don't mind that. Don't pop those. Ah, hey, so sorry to bother you. <laughs> Must be quite the wound. <laughs> I love how casual it was. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, hey sorry. Hey, you blood on. all over your face, buddy. I continue, but, well, but I was just on my way to a business meeting over at Everly Park, and I rather stupidly... Rather stupidly took a shortcut. I ratherly stupidly. Shortcut through uh, kind of a bad neighborhood. And well, as you can see, I, I guess I ended up getting uh, mugged by this little thug. Oh, <laughs> hey. Whoa. Uh, you're sickening. Yeah, this is, you're rubbing so much mustard on this You make thing. me sick. I force a friendly smile, but the guy doesn't quite seem to be buying my story so far. Yeah, he's like, why did you use that racist term? Yeah, don't use coded language around me, you fucking bigot. I got mugged, see? I say again. He took my wallet, my keys, my cell phone, everything. Uh, hey, 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 I don't suppose I could trouble you for a moment and ask to maybe borrow your phone <laughs> uh, just to call my office, yes, obviously. smear your blood all over my phone, please. He pauses before looking down at my briefcase. Yeah. <laughs> I continue with a faint laugh. They, uh, they took everything except the briefcase. Crazy, huh? I guess they didn't think it was worth much. Huh? He replies cautiously. <laughs> this guy's lost. He's a little slow in the uptake. Say again? Uh, which is crazy, really, I tell him. Uh, because it's real leather. This isn't some uh, cheap knockoff product. I hold it out for him to see. Let me see that briefcase. That's made of people. You want to take a look? Peepholes? I can see right through it. Uh, no, he says with a frown. Uh, I'm sorry, but I don't think I can help you. That's the right answer. Good luck, though. <laughs> Can't I just use your phone? I ask, putting a hand in my pocket. Uh, I'm sorry. Can I use your car then? Oh, yeah, sure. For my. What? Before he can finish, I lunge at him and stab him straight in the chest. Oh, Whoa. no, John. Ganesh. Oh, John. Yeah, well, this is really Ganesh, though. Determined to not make the same mistake I made with Claire. I'm Ganesh. sorry, your your stab was pew, pew, pew. Pew, pew, pew. pew, 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 pew. A stab is more of a... <laughs> no, that's a sword. That's a slice. Well, that's when you're swinging. You're not making contact. A stab is a... Oh, that's a that's a stab. <laughs> yeah, that to the was throat. good. I bet that'll sound good. That'll that'll play well. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Repeat it right now. Beautiful. That's awful. Before he can. That's what Ganesh sounds like when he eats chicken wings. It is. That's what I modeled it after. Yeah. Um, Happy Halloween. I quickly pull the knife out and stab him several more times. He's dead. Come on, dude. once is enough. None is enough. Squee, squee, squee. Oh, well, keeping ooh. a hand over his mouth to keep him from calling out for help. Squee, That's huh? much better. Squee, oh, squee. Oh, friends of Tobin. Pumping iron. It's a Tobin. Tobin. I don't like taking this kind of direct action, but sometimes it's necessary. As I feel his body go limp in my arms, I shove him into the car. Is it too much to say, a Tobe? Many nights I've had sex with other guys at Tobin's house. I've had sex with other guys for the last 38 years. Hey, Tobe. It is way too much. Well, I did it. You're canceled. I, I don't regret it, and I'll do it more. Austin's canceled. Come on. Do, do, canceled. I Can just, you put like a, a sound effect that says canceled? Do you like us asking for sound effects every couple minutes? Oh, yeah. We know you're going to put them in. I taking direction from you guys. We're aware now. Yeah. Look at us. You've activated us. You know what? We're I'm still going to do what I want. We're not your plaything. I just do what I want. Yeah? I just do what I want. What's that? You have a gun? You're going to shoot me with a gun sound effect right now? 
This is hard to hard to watch. Yeah. As I feel his body go limp in my arms, I shove him into the car, then glance over my shoulder to make sure that no one has spotted me. So far, so good. Do you put him in the back seat? Or nah, front, front seat. Carpool lane, baby. <laughs> We're cruising. There's some shades on him. Taking that HOV lane all the way home. Climbing. My, my friend's sleeping. Don't wake him up, officer. We got to go fast. Or he'll wake up. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Climbing into the car, I push the guy's body over to the passenger seat. Yes! Yeah, baby. You're going to weekend at Bernie's, this guy. Before reaching across and checking his pulse. This time, I'm certain that the asshole is dead. Now, why is he an asshole? He seemed like a pretty nice guy. He seemed like a nice guy. Well, you yeah. know the thing. It's if everyone's an asshole, then really you're the asshole. You're the asshole. Oh, this is that guy. what it is? Yeah. You know, I'm going to go out on a limb and say the man stabbing people in the street is the asshole in this situation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, gross. Don't ever respond to me like that. Yes. That's better. <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you. Pulling the door shut, I fumble through the guy's pockets until I find his keys. Then I start the engine. We're going to do our own sound effects if you refuse. There's not much time here, and I need to get the hell out of this town. Pulling away with screeching tires, I remind myself not to drive like a maniac. I slow right down and uh, keep well under the speed limit, making too my slow, way. Mind you. Mm-mm, no, mind you. That's suspicious in itself. Making my way along, downtown. Sorry. Making my way along the pleasant little suburban street before taking a left at the next junction. In the distance, smoke is rising in the sky, which suggests that the house is still burning. Oh, so this guy has been up to a lot. Yeah. Big day. He ate his Wheaties this morning. I'm going to burn this house down. I'm going to kill this guy. Get a car. Drive moderately fast. And that's just before noon. Going to take a nap and hit the clubs. The links. Then the clubs. <laughs> Let's plan it out a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Well, if he's, he wakes up in the early afternoon, sure. Links, fine. Too late, though. You can't get 18 holes in before the club's open. Can't help but imagine. Imagine Claire talking to the police, though. That little bitch is going to tell him, tell them everything. This guy's rude. Rude. Where's his mother? Yeah. Would you say those words to your mother? Would you? Maybe he would. And they'll be looking for me soon. My only chance is to get the hell out of reach as quickly as possible and hope to God I don't have any more bad luck. Wow. Bad luck for this guy today. Got away with murder and arson. That sounds like good luck. No? It does. It does. It sounds really <laughs> good. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Put that on the record. Great luck. According to Shane Burklow, murder and arson sounds really, really, really good. It let's, does. Let's, let's jump ahead. Let's jump ahead out of the last page of uh, The Family Man. Where's the family, huh? Sounds yeah. Like they may what be the dead. hell? I, well, this is truly House of Broken Backs. Yeah. Way better title. Well, everybody's getting their vapes in. One last pull. Not Shane. Shane's Shane's quitting. He's off the he's off the vape train till the episode right. till the episode ends. And we're gonna jump in now to the last page of the Family Man Ganesh. Uh, make it good. Make it really good. Or else. This is Catherine. Ah, Catherine's perspective. Nodding. I can't help but feel a little proud of myself. Why wouldn't you, Catherine? In case you haven't noticed, I add with a yawn, it's kind of taken it out of me. I think I have a lot of sleeping to do. Jordan Carver can handle the processing of that jerk. Well, Jordan, Jordan Carver can handle that. Jordan, nope. Jordan Carver's not doing too. Whoa. <laughs> Jordan Carver's not doing too well. <laughs> Dawson replies. He's no, it's in- Dawson. Dawson. It's just how he talks. Hey, that's Dawson. He's been interrogating him for days now, and he still can't figure, still can't get his real name. <laughs> he never will. Has he ever interrogated someone before? <laughs> What's your name? All right, fine. Man, oh, you're hard to crack, aren't I, you? I, I, I hand it to you. I don't know your name still. <laughs> <laughs> no clue. <laughs> Couldn't tell you this guy's name. Robbie. Say you, Robbie. Dennis. Mama. Spencer, what are you doing? Shoemaker tried try to pull it out of him, but Carver. He pauses. I think he's going a little strange. Sometimes you can even hear him down there shouting and screaming at the guy, but he's not getting anywhere. 
I think Shoemaker's thinking of putting him on forced leave for a week or two. Shoemaker. Now, is that like a, a fun little elf they have on staff? Yeah, the, sh- the, the police sh- academy shoemaker. The shoemaker, yeah. He lives in the little teeny tiny door next mm-hmm. to the big door. You yeah. walk in, he comes out, he tips his little cap to you. We got more shoes for you. He's like, what's the word on the street, fellas? <laughs> oh, shoemaker, please. <laughs> Lay off that black coffee, Shoemaker. So you got a lot of shit on your shoe today. <laughs> you're, you're too big for those, those large coffees, Shoemaker. You got to chill out. Don't you tell me how to drink my coffee, you cocksucker. <laughs> now drop off those puppies so I can shine them up real good. <laughs> Shoemaker, please. I offered to help. Not my ankles. I point out. I'll bite it. your ankles if I bite your ankles. <laughs> anyway, that's Shoemaker. <laughs> I point out with a shameless grin, but I think Detective Carver was very keen to perform the interrogation without my help. Anyway, he's on a hiding to nothing. The guy won't give his name up, and even if he did, what's the point? It's not what matters. What matters is... I pause for a moment, and as I try to work out what in this whole mess really does matter. Those men and women are going to need a lot of help, I say eventually. Oh, they freed the men and the women? There were women in there. Oh, God. Oh, Lord, we made a mistake. They probably won't ever recover fully from the way they were brought up. Oh, they were raised there? Like from children? It was a farm. Oh, kind of like the Matrix. (gasps) You know the crazy thing about the Matrix? I'd love to hear more crazy things about the Matrix from you. What's up with the fashion? Uh, I don't know. They're wearing like potato sacks. No, I mean in the simulation. Oh, the leather? Yeah. Well, when they're all wearing potato sacks in real life, you bet they wish they could get their hands on some fine, high-grade leather. It's a good point. Yeah. All right. But wouldn't you want to wear something a little bit more comfortable? Yeah. Potato sacks, bud. I got a tracksuit. <laughs> if the Matrix, everybody's just in a tracksuit. The Matrix is New Jersey. If you could wear anything, <laughs> why would you choose an all latex or leather outfit? I mean, but you Especially don't if feel it, be though. Bouncing around and kicking people. And you'll be squeaking do you wherever f- you go. Do you feel it in the Matrix? Can you feel the clothes on your skin? These yeah. are questions not answered by the. If trilogy. you feel the clothes on your skin in the Matrix, you feel the clothes on your skin in real life. But wait, this is they must, though, because when he eats that, he's like, I don't care if it, if it tastes fake. As long as it tastes. He says ignorance is, bliss. ignorance is bliss. So he can definitely feel the clothes on his. All right. You know what? Ganesh has a point. Why are you guys wearing leather? You should be wearing robes. 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 Or nothing at all. Plush robes. Now imagine that matrix. Things falling off. Those belts are not. <laughs> they do not keep that robe closed. I'll I tell you want, that much. Okay. I thought about it. I don't want to see I'll tell you that, that much. I don't want to see Give it. me the leather. Give me the latex. Yeah. You want to see Morpheus hanging loose? Not me. Not kind me. Of. Well, that's why he's in a three-piece suit. He keeps it tight. That's right. He's not going to drip one out. Oh, mother. At least they're alive, Dawson points out. While they're alive, there's hope, right? If not for all of them, then at least for some. We're in the middle of a very serious scene. It'll take a while, but uh, they might be able to lead normal lives. It's false hope, though, I point out. You've seen what they're like. That asshole kept them chained up like animals. There's no coming back from that. He smiles, but it's a sad smile, worn down over the years. There's always hope, Catherine. He says after a moment, it's a lot harder to live when you don't even have hope. Did you come here for anything specific? I ask, hoping to change the subject. I mean, now that I've given away my trade secrets, I need to get back to sleep. I was having a lovely dream about unicorns and ponies and all that shit before you came banging on my door. Mm, sexy. Cop banter. Gotta love it. Mm. I guess I'll see you around then. He replied. I nod before following back out of the hallway. So how are things going? How's Elaine? Ah, she's good. He replies. And... I pause, waiting for him to tell me about the baby, but instead an uncomfortable silence descends. I have no idea whether or not he knows that Elaine told me. No, oh, yeah, I killed a baby. Forgot to mention it. I mean, <laughs> it's like Elaine's telling everyone. Elaine's telling everybody that I strangled our baby, and it's like, Elaine, this is embarrassing. This is private stuff, Elaine. Yeah. I continue after a moment. Is is everything going okay? You know, with the... I take a deep breath, hoping that he might get the hint. The strangled baby. <laughs> What'd you do with that? Last time you told me she was pregnant, so. Oh. All right. right yeah, <laughs> yeah. Love, love your your hinting voice is very good. He replies, looking distinctly awkward. Yep, everything's, you know, ticking along. There's no rush. She's still pregnant. 17 months. <laughs> she Cook, is, cooking up a big one. She is ripe. You thought about names? I ask, suddenly feeling as if I'm about to cry. Not really, he mutters. 
Names aren't important. Not at this stage. We just got to keep on. We just call it baby. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. You Wake up. There? Baby, you asleep? We're just hoping for the best overall. Shut up, baby. <laughs> With that, he turns and heads towards the elevators, leaving me to push the door shut and stand alone in my apartment. Dawson has now had two opportunities to tell me that Elaine lost the baby, and instead he's kept the news to himself. Lost. With quotation mark finger movement. I guess the bitch was right. Yikes. Dawson thinks I'd make jokes about it, so he'd rather not talk to me about anything that involves real emotions. Who would make jokes about your wife's miscarriage? Other than Ganesh. I would never. It seems like Catherine kind of has that vibe. Well, by the way, Dawson avoided telling her. I can understand why he's reached that conclusion, though I can't help but wonder if there's some way that I can make him see that I've changed. Then again, I don't know if I really have changed. Is- I still give him swirlies in the bathroom. <laughs> this is a little dope. Something's never changed. <laughs> Me and Tobin, Squee, Jackrabbit, Dawson, Dawson Stinkbug, Juniper, Mailman, Dr. Octopus, The Ringleader, Mr. T, Hammerhead, you know, the gang. Try, trying to ignore the dull ache in my chest, I turn and head back toward the bedroom. Tomorrow morning, I've got my first meeting with the doctor who's running the experimental treatment program, so I guess I need to get some rest. After all, maybe there's still a chance that I'll have a miraculous recovery. Like Dawson said, everyone needs hope. Though sometimes I think I was better off when I was absolutely certain I was going to die. Maybe I should go after him and tell him that I... No, he doesn't need to hear any more of my crap. He's got his own life, and I need him to stay out of that as much as possible. I'm not exactly a calming presence, and Dawson wants a happy, peaceful life. He wants to be a real family man. Mm. Good for him. Love it. Good for him. Whoa. Man, that book was heavy and confusing and sad and scary. Uh, just kind of like a niche. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Uh, that was good for Halloween. Sure. That was spooky. A little yeah. freaky. Really spooky scene. A little upsetting. And I had some pizza play in and there, I too. I love a little pizza in my life. That one tripped me up, man. There's a lot of heavy shit in there. Yeah. It's really hard to read something rough like that when there's so much laughter abound. You know? By who? But yeah. Was there a lot of laughter going on here? <laughs> I felt okay about it. Listen, they can't all be winners, and sometimes they're offensive to me. Well, how are we gonna cast this sucker? Let's uh who is in this book again? I don't even know. Catherine. Catherine. Who I'm assuming is the main character. Catherine Keener. Perfect. Boom. Nailed it. Uh, the family man, which I don't even think we see at all. Nick Cage. Nick Cage. Boom. Perfect. Nailed it. Uh, Leonard, the creepy guy that had the warehouse. No. William H. Macy. Perfect. I envisioned him as fat, though. Hmm. Just saying. Just throwing it out there. Hmm. Thought he was going to be fat. Just the way Ganesh was reading it, something said. Who is the guy from Richie Rich? There's a who? The guy with the mole. He was on Whose Line Is It Anyway? Like the old version. He was like the scientist in Richie Rich. Bigger guy. A big guy who's on Whose Lines Anyway, who's in Richie Rich. Whose Lines Anyway before Drew Carey. The British version? Yeah. Oh, that's a deep cut, man. Well, uh, everyone knows him. That guy. That guy. <laughs> everybody yeah, knows. Everyone knows. Everybody him. knows that reference. Yeah, him. All right. Perfect. Boom. Nailed it. Three out of three. What else? The guy that uh, stabs the guy. Maybe that's oh, the family man. I think it's the family man. Yeah. So that's Nick Cage. Yeah. How about, about the couple in the beginning? Oh, yeah. That's a good one. The, the arguing couple. I am seeing Randy Quaid and his actual wife. Ooh, that's good. It's I was going to tear them apart. That's literally, they post videos. Have you seen his videos online? He's a psychopath. He's he, a crazy person. He is. He's trash. Uh, and his wife are nuts. I was going to say like the parents from Everybody Loves Raymond. Oh, yeah, that's oh. good. Well, they're, one of them's dead. They're actually both, both dead. Saying. Yeah, they're both dead. Oh, both dead. But in live in better times. They're both dead. Sad. Uh, Catherine Keener would do great. She's great in everything. You know, why haven't we cast her before? She seems like she'd be perfect for a lot of these books. Well, I think we usually cast people based off the characters' names. That's, I, that's, definitely, that's definitely what I do, for sure. <laughs> And I'm sticking with it. I think that is a winning formula. It's God's plan. It is. As is this podcast. Speaking of, this is the end of it. Thanks for joining us for another spooky Halloween episode. Maybe more unsettling than spooky, but what can you do? If you want to find us on the internet, you can find us at AMZ and Book Club on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can find us at bookclubpodcast.com. 
You can email us at amzmbookclub at gmail.com. Thank you to Morris Reese for our beautiful music and to Chris Linquist for our tremendous art. Tremendous. Tremendous. Look at it. Tremendous. Wonderful assortment of faces. Could use a refresh, but it's tremendous. Uh, (laughs) Thank you all for joining and we'll be back Halloween week. We are going to do a surprise. We're going to have something good in store. So keep listening and we'll see you next time on the Amazon Book Club. Arrivederci. (laughs) Gross.